beautiful people. Uh, before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to all our women out there from Urban Alchemy holding down. Women's History Month, we got to represent. Hello, I am uh, Dr. Lena Miller. I am a third generation San Franciscan and I am the CEO and co-founder along with the fabulous Bayron Wilson of Urban Alchemy. Yeah. So who is Urban Alchemy? You can look around and see a little bit about who we are, but we are over 1,100 strong throughout California, Texas, and now about to be Portland. Because this is something that, that it is, the time is that it's catching on all across this country. Um, over 90% of our staff were either formerly incarcerated or had experienced homelessness. Over 90% are black and people of color. And our practitioners are dedicated to using their character, courage, and emotional intelligence to improve the lives of the people in the communities they serve every day here in San Francisco. We are creating jobs, more importantly, a career path for people who now have a different role in society. We are creating peace so that some of the most vulnerable people in our city no longer have to suffer a Wild West type of environment. We help people in crisis get connected to services and support, and we intervene if somebody is acting in a threatening way while kids are walking to school, disabled people, women, and other vulnerable populations walk the street outside their home so people can experience a lot of peace. And for those of you who live in the Tenderloin, you know what I'm talking about. We literally save lives when people are experiencing overdoses. I think we probably have done over 800 overdose reversals now. That's 800 people who are here because of these women and men standing behind me. That's something that you never read about in the newspapers. We pick up trash. We pick up needles. We clean toilets. We provide showers. We staff the SIP hotels when nobody else would, and we're still staffing some of the most innovative models for shelter that people from all over the country are saying, what are you guys doing down there? Because we need to do something different. We are the beginning. These men and women who you see behind me, the beginning of a revolution of how we how we provide social services, and it's time, because it's been stagnant for about 50 years. We're here today at this oasis. How many people here remember what this used to look like just three years ago? I'm not gonna even say it, because I don't want any weird sound bites, but you know what I'm talking about. I think this is symbolic of what we, our city leaders, and our residents and businesses are working for every day to create a change in this city. It's been too much. Mayor Breed, you said it. Enough is enough for this bullshit. <laughs> and that resonated for everybody because everybody felt it in their heart. I know you took a lot for it, but it needed to be said. The Oasis is an urban space by and for the community. We worked hand in hand with the Tenderloin community to build this space here that you see is, is with tables and chairs. We serve coffee, 
tea and water in the morning, a dog park over there, because so many people have animals, but there aren't any dog parks around here. So it's a place for the community to gather. This is what the men and, and women of Urban Alchemy put together, a love letter to the community. So today we're here to celebrate and to, and to, and to uh, embrace a new model for public safety. San Francisco has always been a bedrock of creativity and innovation. That was for, for the music, we look at tech, and now we're looking at social services. Things are changing. Things are shaking up. Our city leaders have answered the call to help build a new and needed model for public safety, a creative model that provides inclusion and opportunity for folks who traditionally have been counted out, but who we know are an important part of the solution. This model is providing a blueprint that other cities across the country are starting to follow and implement. This model is designed and being implemented by those who are most impacted. It recognizes the people who have been closest to the problems and are closest to the solutions. We know that not every issue or emergency requires police or a punitive response. Sometimes people just need to be patient to talk to them, uh, provide advanced de-escalations and connecting to services. Let police work to prevent and intervene in people committing crimes. That's what they wanna do. That's what they are trained to do. Society has used them as a default for everything. But now it's time to evolve. We have heard it across the country. We need another model. Our mayor, our police chief have been brave enough to say we're gonna try something new. We've heard all over the country we need another model. Right here is where it started. Right now, Urban Alchemy is the largest public, uh, community-based public safety in this country. Amen. And it started here because these leaders were brave enough to do something different. And it hasn't been easy. We know there's been a lot of criticism and stuff like that, but it is changing the reality for the people who live in this community. We have eyes and ears on the street. So people think twice before doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Or there are people there who are intervening and talk to them before a situation gets out of control. We've made it safer for families and kids to walk to school, for businesses to operate, for people to just walk down the street. I remember when we first, when we first cleared this street, there was a man who walked out of, and you can tell he was struggling with some mental health issues. He came out and he started dancing, dancing and singing. I can walk down the street. I don't think people who don't live here really don't realize how serious that that is or how it's been. I wanna take this opportunity now to thank my partner, my co-founder, my COO, Mr. Bayron Wilson. This is the man who makes it happen on the street. I get up here and say speeches, but this is the man that's doing all the work. I want to thank Artie, Lou, Jeff. Uh, we got a few other folks because they designed this program. These are the men who designed this program. 
not a bunch of social workers or politicians or whoever else sitting somewhere and doing it. These men designed this program. It came from them. And I want to make sure I thank uh, the, the city for, for really believing in us and having the courage to do something different and stand with the community to create a new model for the rest of the country to follow for how to improve public safety and outcomes for people. It's easy for people to criticize those who are trying something new. This is new. Jimi Hendrix got criticized. Uh, Prince got criticized. You name it. Anybody who did something, Jesus Christ. Anybody who did something new and innovative gets trashed. This is not easy. It's hard. But we got to do something different. And we are not going to bow down in the face of criticism when you're talking about changing the lives and the real outcomes for so many people. With that, I want to thank and I want to introduce a woman who I look up to, who I've watched grow, and who I really admire and hope to be like one day. Mayor Breed, thank you for everything. Thank you, Lena, and thank you to Urban Alchemy. And I just, you know, I'm filled with so much emotion here today because so many of the people that are joining us are people that I've interacted with in one capacity or another. Whether it's someone I grew up with or someone who I've seen go through hard times, I know why people say that San Francisco is a place of opportunity, a place of second chances, a place of hope and an opportunity to turn your life around, to have a better future. And that's what today is about. Because the fact is, this city, with all of its hope and all of its possibilities, it's also a political city. And politics are being played at some of the worst levels that I've ever seen. You know, the fact is, I know there are a lot of people that don't like that there's a black woman that grew up in the projects and is the mayor of San Francisco. And so you oftentimes have people, and, and not just two years in the projects, over 20 years, Puff, we know what it's like to live in hopelessness and despair and the drama that comes with that. So I come from experience of living in that and seeing the lack of opportunities for people that I grew up with. Why do I say all of this in light of what we came here to talk about today? Because there are not many programs that actually, when they talk about a second chance, when they talk about an opportunity for someone, they talk about it. They aren't about it. They don't do what Urban Alchemy does every single day. You come off the streets and you say, help me. And Urban Alchemy says, here I go, what can I do? Every member of the Board of Supervisors should be falling all over themselves to make sure that Urban Alchemy contract gets extended so that we don't have to lay off all of these people who put their lives on the line every single day to protect the Tenderloin community. People have been stabbed in Urban Alchemy. They've been shot, they've been attacked, and they still show up 
every single day as an alternative to policing for this community. Every day. So I want to thank the members of the Board of Supervisors who are actually joining us here today and who believe in this program and have been strong advocates for public safety in San Francisco, including Supervisor Matt Dorsey, Supervisor Joe Longardio, Supervisor Catherine Stephanie. Sadly, your supervisor of the Tenderloin isn't here today, and that's a real problem. But we're not, we not going to let that stop us from doing what we need to do. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, who doesn't want to walk down the street and feel safe? The Tenderloin has been that community. A lot of folks from Filmo live here. A lot of folks from Hunters Point live here now. People who've immigrated from other countries looking for a better life and an opportunity. There are so many people who choose the Tenderloin as that place for hope, to start their new business, to work a new job, to get treatment and turn their life around, to do something that's going to lead to something better. That's what the Tenderloin represents. And when I hear the stories, when I hear the stories about my own friend who was gunned down in the Tenderloin trying to stop folks from selling dope on the block where he has become clean along with a lot of other people from Positive Directions, abstinence-based programming, where they're trying to look out for the community. When I hear the stories of the mom who was attacked in front of her six-year-old son and left for dead, when I hear the stories about the merchant who's trying to do something to give back to the community and her window is broken time and time again, why is it okay for that to happen in a tenderloin? It's not. And I know that there are a lot of people who have their philosophies about police officers. And this city has developed so many extraordinary measures around alternatives to policing. Our street crisis response team, our ambassadors, including Urban Alchemy, the great programs that continue to go out of their way to serve and uplift the community. We appreciate that. But at the end of the day, if you get hit upside the head, you are going to need a police officer to come and deal with a situation like that. If your son is gunned down and killed in the city, you want justice. And that requires a police not only responding to the call, but the investigation and the work to make sure that the perpetrator of that crime is brought to justice. All of this goes hand in hand. Safety is struggling in this city and especially in this community. And people have taken over in a way that has it pushed a lot of fear. Because I know living in a community filled with violence, I know how scary it can be. When you know, when you know who's doing the crime, but you're scared to be the one to stand up against it because your life is on the line if you do something, because you gotta live here every day. You gotta live here and work here every day. So I get that there's fear. And so guess what? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to stand up against what's happening in the Tenderloin. I'm not afraid to oppose the advocates who are constantly opposing the policies that will help around safety, but they don't live here. They don't work here. 
They don't understand growing up and being forced to be a part of this experience. They don't understand it. But I know many of the people who are joining us here today is because you feel it and you understand it and you have to live through it every single day. And that is not okay. And that's why we're here, because I'm fighting for this city. No one's gonna push me out of the city I was born and raised in. No one's gonna stop me from standing up for what I believe in. Because I was that person who was afraid growing up, worried about what might happen to my family, going to too many funerals. This is not okay. I get an alert every day about some sort of assault in the tenderloin. Somebody was shot or somebody was killed or somebody was stabbed or somebody was beaten. We have to change this. If not now, then when? So the reason why we're here with so many of our various coalitions so that you can hear from them to talk about their experience. We're here to hear from the Tenderline Business Coalition. We're here to hear from the Chinatown Chamber of Com Chinese Chamber of Commerce, the Chinatown Merchants Association, and the Consolidated Benevolent Association in Chinatown. So many groups who are saying enough is enough. We care about public safety. We don't want to see our grandmas knocked down and beat down. We want to protect them. We have to do better. And better means we have to make changes. So there are four things that I am here to push for. And I want the members of the Board of Supervisors who sadly are saying no to these things, who sadly are being obstructionists, who sadly won't even calendar the items to give it a chance to be heard in the public, that we need this. We need you to be better than that. We need you to put politics aside and think about the people's lives. What if it were you? What if you had no other choice? That's what today is about. We have no other choice. We need change. So the first thing I'm asking the Board of Supervisors to do Stop playing games with the urban alchemy contract and calendar it and pass it. Stop playing games with these people's lives who are out here. The same people they claim they care about, who they believe in second chances are, and compassion, but when it comes to urban alchemy, all of a sudden they got amnesia about what they said. So that's number one. The other thing that we're asking the Board of Supervisors to do is approve, calendar and approve the budget supplemental that will add, allow the city and county of San Francisco to cover the cost of basic police service. We are short 541 cops and we are feeling it. Because as I said, it's not just about showing up in the arrest. It's also about the investigation. We wonder why somebody wasn't arrested for someone who killed our loved ones. Well, there's work that has to go into that and we need police officers to do that. So to maintain our basic staffing levels, if the Board of Supervisors doesn't calendar or rejects this $27 million supplemental, then you think it's challenging to get police officers in this community now? It will be virtually impossible, and you think that our city is unsafe, it will be terrible for the city and county of San Francisco. Absolutely terrible. 
The other part, the other part of that is also the support for ambassadors. So right now, that it's the fact that this is not even calendar means we have to freeze all hiring. We have to freeze hiring for police. We have to freeze hiring for ambassadors. So we need their support. We need it to be heard. We need eight votes at the Board of Supervisor. There's a lot of work that goes into this. And what we're looking for today is your help and your support and your understanding as to why this is so critical. We need change, especially in the Tenderloin. And the last thing I want to also say is it includes additional resources for our district attorney to specifically prosecute fentanyl drug dealers. Now, I'm sympathetic to the fact that some people, you know, feel as though they have to do what they have to do to make a living. But in this city where we have a less than 3% unemployment rate, we will hire anybody to do almost anything legitimately. So there is no excuse for what we have to endure because we saw more people at the height of the COVID pandemic die from fentanyl overdoses than they did from COVID, and we shut the whole city down for COVID. So what does that tell you? We got work to do. We got work to do in this city. So those are the things that we're pushing for, and that's why we came to the Tenderloin today. Because oftentimes, we're trying to do this work, and people are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then stuff happens at City Hall, and you're like, how did that happen? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if these things don't go through, you'll know how it happened. We have got to put pressure on the Board of Supervisors, minus the four who are co-sponsors. Raphael Mandelman isn't with us today to get this work done. The future of the city depends on it. The safety of this community depends on it. And we want to thank all of you for being here today and being advocates. But more importantly, we want to thank you for putting your lives on the line to make sure that people are safe and protected. Because I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy walking up on somebody, even though you know they have a weapon, asking them not to stand in front of a playground. I know it's not easy when you have somebody with mental illness and you're trying to get them help, but then they're sitting in their own feces. I know this is not easy, but we appreciate the fact that you are hanging in there with us, that you're out there with us. And so it's time to change this city for the better, and we are hopeful that the board will have compassion in their heart. I am praying, I am praying that they see the light and they see the need and they see the understanding of what this community is going through and they have some compassion and understanding and that they do the right thing and push aside the politics. The future of the city depends on it. And we're again grateful for all of you who are joining us here today. And with that, I want to introduce our district attorney, Brooke Jenkins. We love you, Mayor. London Breed. We love you. Good morning, everyone. As you know, when I took over just eight months ago, I started off my speech at my swearing in saying that the tenderloin would be one of my priorities, one of my top priorities, that eradicating the drug dealing situation that we have in San Francisco would be the number one priority. It remains the number one priority. That has not changed. 
I am here today to advocate for this supplemental budget. As a part of that, as, you, as you've just heard, my office is in desperate need of additional prosecutors. Thankful to the San Francisco police who have done everything to make sure that the arrests are increasing in this very neighborhood regarding drug dealing, that has led to almost a double increase in the amount of cases that we filed in the district attorney's office related to narcotic sales. Almost double the same time period of last year with the previous DA. I shouldn't have to take prosecutors off of murder cases. I shouldn't have to take prosecutors off of vicious assaults against our elderly community in order to staff these cases. And so that's why I am standing here asking for you to advocate and push for my office to get these additional resources that we need in order to make sure that the drug dealers in this city are held accountable as they should be. As I've gone around this city and met with community members in every single district and close to every neighborhood, I have yet to hear one community that says, we feel safe. I have yet to hear one community that says, we don't want police. As a matter of fact, all I hear is the opposite. We don't feel safe, we need a greater police presence. We don't feel safe, we need you to do more, District Attorney, than what the last one did. But in order to make that happen, we need this supplemental budget. We need the support of everyone in San Francisco to make sure that every single neighborhood has the resources that it needs from the police department so that my office can do what it needs to to serve every single community in this city, not just the ones who we think, right, believe that they deserve it. Every single community. Because as a mother of two small children, I owe it to the mothers of this community not to have to drag their babies through drug dealing each and every day to take their children to school. I owe it to the mothers in this community to make sure that their sons and daughters don't die of overdose. Because those are not throwaway lives. Those are human beings. Those are human beings that need our protection as law enforcement. And if they can't save themselves, it's time for us to step up and save them. And that requires vigorous prosecution. It requires the arrest of these people who are selling deadly poison to some of our most vulnerable on the street. And so that's why I will continue to stand with this community. I will continue to fight for communities like the Mission, like Bayview, who are suffering through some of the same issues where drug dealing has spiraled out of control. They deserve a police officer presence also. They deserve my office to make sure that accountability is fair across the board. I will stand with you at all times to make sure that this community improves and that it's not the safe haven for criminal activity. And so again, thank you for your support. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Chief Scott, who has been a tremendous partner in this effort and who I know is equally as dedicated to making sure that these streets become safer. Good morning. Thank you, District Attorney Jenkins, and thank you, Mayor Breed. Community. Community. That is what this is about. When I look behind me, I am encouraged. 
The tenderloin is a very challenging area, and it has been that way for decades. I can't tell you how many times I've heard from many of the people standing right here behind me that we've had enough. I can't tell you how many times I have heard from officers we need help. I can't tell you how many times and how many conversations I've had with people like Dr. Miller that just said, work with us, we can do this together. That's what community is about. As I look behind me and around this circle, I'm excited. I'm excited because there is hope. Things are changing. Things are changing, and we need to sustain that effort. When we talk about drug dealing, when we talk about gun violence, when we talk about assaults and some of the things that have been mentioned by the mayor and the district attorney, that's our job as police officers to take care of those problems. We have to have the people to do it. Anybody running an organization at 75% of what they should have will tell you that that is a tremendous and sometimes feels like overwhelming challenge. That's where we are. Our workload analysis, by the proposition E that our Board of Supervisors put forth a couple of years ago, says that we need 2,182 officers. As I stand here today, we have about 1,600. You do the math. The only way, the only way that we temporarily bridge that shortcoming, that gap, is through overtime. And we need the funding. That's what the supplemental is all about. That's what our budget ask is all about. Now let me tell you how the money is being spent. You know, I've heard so many, so many criticisms about, well, you're dumping all the money in the tenderloin. You're dumping all the money in Union Square, you're dumping all the money in, you know, to people who have money. I, I would argue with that. The majority of that overtime has been spent backfilling stations, the 10 district stations all across this city. That impacts every community in this city. That's where the majority of that overtime will go. Yes, the Tenderloin is a challenge and we have committed to providing the resources to this community to address problems that have been here for decades because we cannot accept to continue the status quo. We cannot accept it. Yeah. I've heard complaints about Union Square. Well, Chief, you're putting too many bodies in Union Square. Let me tell you something. The embarrassment that we saw in November of 2021 put a black eye on the city that it will take us years to erase. But I will tell you this, this past holiday season, things were different. I've heard it from hundreds of people. Things were different. There was a different feel. People felt safe when they came to our city or the people that live in this city when they came to our shopping corridors to shop because we invested the resources to make sure that that happened. That's how we changed this black eye of what this city is seeing. People that live here, they know this is a great city. But people that don't, what they see is news articles about people getting assaulted, news articles about needles in people's arms on every corner in the city, and that, I know that's not true, and you know that's not true, but that's the image that has been portrayed about this city, and we need to change that too. And the only way we change that is we put our money where our mouths are, we provide the resources to sustain some of what we're seeing in the Tenderloin right now.
I have hope. I have hope. It's an investment. It's an investment not only in public safety, but it's an investment of hope. Because we have to change that narrative and we, as San Franciscans, we need to write our own narrative about what this city is really about. A city that knows how. A city that is bold enough to take risks, even when everybody else says that's a crazy idea. Because guess what? How many people end up copying what we do right here in San Francisco? So let's be bold. Let's do what we need to do. Let's make sure that San Francisco changes that narrative. And let me tell you one other thing before I close about hope. This police department, as I said, is over 500 officers short. Recruitment has been a challenge across this country, and it's been a challenge here in our city. Here's what gives me hope. We have doubled the number of applications three months or two months until the year than we did this time last year. We've had almost 1,000 applications since November, which is a tremendous uptick from where we were in 2020 and 2021 particularly in 2021, that gives me hope. Because people are seeing, I believe, that the city leaders are willing to invest in this police department, in the policing component of public safety in this city, and they're serious about it. That gives me hope. People are seeing that we're willing to work with Dr. Miller and Urban Alchemy to do something a little bit differently. And people are seeing that this can be something very, very good because the outcomes of what we have done are positive. People are seeing that I can come to San Francisco and shop. People are seeing when I go to Lombard Street or, or Palace of Fine Arts, I'm going to see police officers there. Maybe that makes me feel a little bit better about leaving my car there. We still have challenges. Let me be clear about that. These problems didn't happen overnight. They won't be solved overnight. But we have a commitment that we're going to do what we need to do. That's why we need your support. That's why we need your commitment. And that's why we need everybody to do their part to work together to make these problems better. So thank you, Mayor Breed. And now I will introduce Supervisor Matt Dorsey. Thank you so much, uh, Chief Scott. Thank you, Mayor Breed. You know, it, it's still a little weird to, um, to be here with Chief Scott, who, uh, you know, just a little over a year ago, um, I talked to him about, I said, Chief, I want you to know, um, I'm going to consider asking Mayor Breed to appoint me as her appointment to the Board of Supervisors. And the reason that I wanted to do that is not just because I had the resume for that, but it's because of my own journey in recovery from drug addiction that moved me to ask Mayor Breed and then voters to consider me for this role, for a job I never thought I would want, let alone have. When I look at the possibilities of this city, when I see the people who are struggling with substance use disorder on our streets, I see human beings. That's what Mayor Breed saw when she gave the bullshit speech. Human beings, people who struggle, with substance use disorders were seen. And I make no apologies that I am fighting for the lives of drug 
addicts and not the livelihoods of drug dealers. I make no apology for it. Let me just say, we have a police staffing shortage in San Francisco, and one number that Chief Scott left out is that 500 of the police officers we have are eligible for retirement right now. We have a lot of public safety challenges that we need to solve, and we're not gonna make much progress solving anything if we can't solve our police hiring and understaffing crisis, and that starts with this. We need this budget supplemental. I urge my colleagues to support it. I urge all of you to put the heat on City Hall and understand that this is necessary but not sufficient because the next thing we have to do is bring in more cops. This is a world-class city that deserves a fully staffed police department, and we've got to get to work on it. Thank you so much. And now I want to introduce my colleague, Joel Lingardio. Hi, everyone. I'm Joel Lingardio. I'm a city supervisor representing the Sunset. I want to tell you what's at stake in the sunset. So the police station that serves the sunset actually serves the largest geographic area of the city, from Twin Peaks to the ocean, Golden Gate Park to Daly City, 130,000 residents. On any given night, there are seven police officers patrolling the streets, seven for 130,000 people. It would be lower if not for the overtime that we're paying. To give more perspective, just four years ago, we've, in the last four years, we've lost half of our police officers serving the Sunset Station. It's vital that we pass this funding supplement so we can do the baseline support for our police officers. And it's not just about the money. The last police academy only had 12 graduates. In the current academy, there are eight. We have a shortage of over 500 officers. So yes, we need more resources, we need to pay a competitive wage, we need to retain officers, but we need to change the narrative of what it means to be a police officer in San Francisco. Our police department has implemented more than 90% of needed reforms. They're a model of reform. It's honorable to be a police officer today in San Francisco. We need to tell people that so people are willing to apply. Our city leaders need to support our police department because it's what our residents want. The residents in the sunset want public safety. They want more police officers. We just had a catalytic converter theft, which I know a lot of people have had. Yesterday morning, the owner came out of the house to try to stop the theft and was shot at. So this is serious business in the sunset. So we need to support our police department and we need to fund what they need so residents can feel safe. Thank you. Hi everyone, my name is Catherine Stephanie. I'm the District 2 Supervisor covering the Marina, Cal Hollow, Pacific Heights and part of the west side of San Francisco. And I just want to say thank you to everyone for being here today. Thank you to the mayor for the supplemental. I see the light. You have my vote. You know that. I want to thank Dr. Miller for all you do for giving the formerly incarcerated a chance, building community and creating safer streets. It's such an important thing to do, and we needed more of it. So thank you so much. And to Chief Scott, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to persevere under very hard times in San Francisco. 
You know, I just want to say, I'm also a mother. I have an 18-year-old son and a 13-year-old daughter. And, you know, sometimes they say things I don't really understand. Like, that's fire. And I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? That's fire. It's cool. I guess that's cool, right? And they also say things like, you're so basic. And like, okay, is that a bad thing? I'm so basic, right? But you know what? When I think about public safety and my obligation as a San Francisco city supervisor, public safety is the basic foundation of all of it. And if we are not doing everything we can to make sure everyone in this city, all crime victims, feel safe, then we are failing San Francisco and we are failing all those who visit and all those who live here. Right now in Northern Station, which is the station that covers most of District 2, we are 50 officers short. And that plays out in many different ways. All our neighborhoods are suffering. And I don't know a colleague of mine who haven't asked Chief Scott or the command staff for more officers in their district because something is going wrong that requires a police officer. And in District 2, I'm sure you've heard about the Palace of Fine Arts. A lot of people, it's an iconic place in San Francisco, a tourist destination that we advertise all over the world. And yet, if you go to the Palace of Fine Arts for your wedding photos, what is likely to happen is your photographer is going to get held up at gunpoint. And I am not even exaggerating that has happened at least four times recently. Also near the Palace of Fine Arts recently, an 82-year-old man was walking to his daughter's house in the middle of the daylight and was jumped by six people. They beat him up, took his watch. I went to his home a few days later. His whole face was black and blue. His nose was broken. And he said, I love San Francisco, but why? Why does this continue to happen? And I had no answers for him. My answers are to vote for this supplemental. My answers are continue to do everything we can for public safety. The fact that we are almost 600 officers short I don't understand why people don't realize that translates into we don't have enough police officers in our neighborhoods to do the very basics, the investigations and everything we need them to do. And this formula that we've come up with to determine how many police officers we need, what, what is that? We've all agreed to it. The voters agreed to it. The Board of Supervisors have agreed to it. The Police Commission has agreed to it. And that formula tells us, based on demand for service, based on all those calls to 911, that we are close to 600 officers short. That tells me we damn well better do something about it. And because we can't immediately turn around and hire 600 police officers, as my colleague Joel Angardio just said, we only had 12 people in the last graduating class, we better make sure we fund overtime so we have officers out there to do, again, the basics. Keep San Franciscans, all San Franciscans safe. I am proud to support the supplemental. People need to feel safe. It's a basic right. It's the foundation of everything, every meeting I've been in lately. We've talked about downtown recovery. We talk about converting commercial to residential. We talk about all these ideas to bring people back to San Francisco. But you know what everyone always says? Clean and safe. That is the foundation of everything. And this supplemental is so important. And I am tired of playing politics with public safety. It is time we put an end to that. So I want to, at this point, introduce the people from the community that we need to hear from that tell us our, their experience. And I want to hear from Harlan Wong with the Chinese Chamber of Commerce and Azalina Yusop from the, she's a small business owner in the Tenderloin. Thank you again, everyone, for being here.
In the last seven and a half months since I moved in into Tenderloin, I have been caught in two crossfire between two drug gangs, spat on 15 times, three breaking attempts twice while I was still working inside as early as 8 to 10 a.m. in the morning, and one public murder between dealers using machete knife all right up front. I came to this country for a better life for myself and my children 20 years ago. I have been running my business for 12 years and still considered a low-income minority business owner in San Francisco. I pay a multitude of taxes, permit, and ridiculous fees and rents. It was doable before pandemic, but now I'm hanging on by the thread. My father reminds us we all can have our version of pursuit of happiness. I can't have mine because San Francisco is too worried about the ideals without limits and drug dealers' pursuit of happiness. By allowing open-air drug, you're giving permission for a dangerous and aggressive behavior that's causing fear and refraining people from coming to support business like mine. Desperate drug addicts antics, corrupted, non-transparent industrial complex that's perpetuating this issue and normalizing opiate overdose. This is not compassion, this is usury. Yes. <laughs> Tenderloin is infamously known as containment zone, dysfunctional, dystopian zombie land. But oftentimes, we forgot the beating heart of children, fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, and elders that are the embodiment of humanity. We are not San Francisco collateral damage. We want change now, not tomorrow. Yes. Tenderloin disease is spreading throughout the city, which has been going on for decades. My job is to tell stories through my food, and I'm not trained to protect and preserve life. These are the job of police and policy makers. We desperately need police enforcement and policy makers' accountabilities. Recently, things are changing in Tandelon with a focus on increased police activity. These small police enforcements are making an impact. We need to keep the momentum and consistency with our uninvolved, uncommitted opinions. We simply can't continue spending millions, billions of taxpayer money for empty, short-lived efforts. Public safety and public health is a fundamental, agreed-upon civil right. It's time to keep our sleeves up and not to succumb to the perpetual industrial complex. People ask me why here. I remind them, my country birthed me, but this place had made me. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for all being here to address a very important concern, that our, a very important issue that concerns our city, the funding for the police department. I'm sure you all heard about cities having sister cities. Well, for San Francisco, Chinatown, Tenderloin is a sister's community. 
San Francisco Chinatown, our uh, Chamber of Commerce, San Francisco Chinese Chamber of Commerce, presents the largest celebration of the Lunar New Year outside of Asia. Hundreds and thousands of people spend millions of dollars and fill all our hotels during the celebration. Due to the recent gun shooting, the question on everyone's mind was, what will be done to ensure an environment for all our parade participants, a safe environment? All our parade attendees and all our parade volunteers. Before a single firecracker was lit, I reached out to Captain Farmer at Central Station and he coordinated with police officers to work overtime to ensure a safe environment for everyone. To support our short supply of police department, the short supply staff of, to the to our short police department, we must provide a budget to recruit and train new officers. I urge the Board of Supervisors to approve the mayor's proposed budget for fund the overtime pay to our police officers. This will ultimately benefit our communities. Thank you. I want to thank you all for your patience. I know this has been a bit of a long program, but I have one more speaker before we wrap it up. Some of you know that my grandmother raised me, and when I lost my grandmother, there were so many grandmothers, specifically in Chinatown, who adopted me. And it felt my heart with so much joy, especially uh, the next speaker, who basically led the charge, embraced me, and I'm gonna tell you something, when I saw all of the uprising around the challenges that were happening where many of our elderly, mostly Chinese grandmothers were being attacked, it broke my heart because I couldn't imagine how their families and communities were feeling, especially if something like that would have happened my, to my grandmother, I don't know what I would do. And so Ms. Wong, who lives in the South of Market area, she spends a lot of time in Chinatown she was on the 30 Stockton, now she's on the Central Subway, but she goes to Visitation Valley, she goes to Chinatown, she's all over this city, and I think about her often and always happy and encouraged to see her. She usually never asked to speak, but when I invited her to this press conference, she said, I got something to say. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome my grandmother, Mrs. Wong. Hello, 
，有兩個人喺度賣白粉，就係、是、前個星期我自己見到嘅，佢仲嗌聲我，我唔識聽，佢話好馬咁問聲我，我話好咁我就行，我就唔理佢啦，咁啊行翻，咁佢佢呢就仲有。人跟住我就翻入去宿舍嗰個門口，我就發現咗佢，我就揸帶唔入，唔入門口，你喺第二度行去，揸帶見到人，我就跟住嗰度去，就唔佢走翻轉頭，嗰啲人就，嗯，我哋支持警察罰款，堅決我哋要支持，大家呢要提心合力，幫助警察維持秩序。My name is Chu Kuk Wong. Um, hello, everyone. I live in a senior apartment building near the Central Subway Station on 4th Street and 5th Street. Um, just a few days ago, I saw some drug dealings outside of the, uh, the subway station, and one of the uh, suspects uh, almost followed me home. And I, uh, when I discovered that, I uh, decided not to return to my apartment, but I was fine after. Um, I'm here to uh, express my support for police department and uh, we need to uh, continue to uh, support the work to uh, for for public safety thank you thank you and just to to wrap everything up um let me just say for clarity because i got a little emotional during my remarks and forgot all the things i was supposed to say so what we're asking the board of supervisors to do is four things Number one, we want them to make sure that they approve the Urban Alchemy contract so that we continue the work that they do. Number two, we want them to improve, approve the supplemental for $27 million that will not only support the overtime to support basic services in the department, but will also help us with retired police officers as ambassadors in the community. Number three, we are asking for the support for the supplemental for the district attorney's office to actually prosecute the people who are dealing poison, fentanyl, in this community and all over the city. And last but not least, you had heard a lot of conversations about the police department. And I know that, you know, even my own history with the department has not been the best. And as the mayor of this city, I want to make it clear Taking care of this city means taking care of its workforce and means being responsible and taking care of the police officers who serve and protect the city every single day. We need them, but we also need to show them kindness and compassion because it has been a hard time for law enforcement. We know throughout this country. But here in San Francisco, I'm so proud of the reforms and the work that we are doing. I am so grateful for many of the officers who go the extra mile, providing Narcan to those who are overdosing, paying out of their own pockets sometimes for people who are sleeping on the streets, trying to connect people to services. And so I am introducing today, through our negotiations with the Police Officers Association, a wage increase that will allow us to be more competitive with the entire Bay Area region and retention bonuses so that we don't continue to hemorrhage police officers. We know we're short. We know we want them to come. We want them to show up during some of the most challenging times. Yes, we want to hold officers accountable and change our reform systems so that we can make sure that there is fairness in this department. But we also want to make sure 
that people who experience crime get the support and services they need, that we have police officers who feel confident that they have the support of the community so they can be proactive. When someone says, hey, I need your help, something is going on here, there is so much work we have to do. And the fact that we have people from Urban Alchemy, who many have had not so great interactions with police, who are saying, we want to work with the police, we want them here, we want to support them, and we want to work together, that is a testament to a significant change in this city that is necessary in order to improve public safety. And so it is time that we listen to the people of this city. It is time that we put aside our ideology and politics and make the right decision. The lives of every single person in the Tenderloin and the entire city and county of San Francisco depend on it. So thank you all for your patience and thank you all so much for being here today.